0: Tony Stewart, Part Two. Meow. Meow. All right, we're gonna start in five, four, three,
1: two. So you're a bigger guy. I also have a problem with keeping skinny for racing. One of the I just
2: gave up. Good. When you in a cup car, you can move the steering wheel anywhere you
1: want. Okay, so that's the difference between our our deals, because generally we're sharing a car when your teammate's got, like, a six-pack, and I'm holding a six-pack, you know, you're like, oh, I guess I got to look like that guy now. I always admired the fact that you were a bigger dude, seemed to enjoy yourself, could still run, throw down, beat anybody. And one of the quotes I heard was left side weight. Is that a Tony Stewart quote?
2: Uh, it wasn't for me because okay. I, you still had a left side rule that you couldn't be over. Ah, okay. So you know still the yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: But I... <clears throat> You remember? I'm trying to think. I guess it would have been. Yeah, it was my. It was, it was last year, because it was the end of the toward the end of the year when we went back to Loudon and it was really hot. Yeah. Dale Jr. was like a ghost. They yeah, said in the right, media right. center, and they hauled a net off on that gator with the mm-hmm. hospital bed on the back of it. So, if you remember right, the Kings Royal was the night before that. Yeah. We had two rain delays. I, and Larson rode with me, and I said, "Listen, I said, at any point you're ready to go." Just tell me and we'll leave. Yeah. He goes, I'm good. I'm good. He goes, if you want to stay, we'll stay. I'm like, well, I personally want to stay. I said, but I know we both have to work tomorrow. And right, right. If, if you get tired or you decide you're ready to go, you tell me and we'll haul ass. Yeah. So they drop the checkered flag, immediately calls me. He goes, where do I meet you? I said, victory lane, idiot. <laughs> He's like, well, we got to go. I'm like, you just want... You just won the King's King's Royal. Royal, Go get your picture taken in in Victory Lane with your driver. I said, I'll bring a car down, pick you up, and we'll drive out. I said, but go to Victory Lane with your driver and your team. You just won a victory race. So he goes down there. So we get back at 7.30 in the morning. We're rolling in the track at 7.30. The crews are coming in, and they walk in Loudoun. They walk right through the center of the bus lot and right into the garage area from the tunnel. Kyle is driving the rental car. I'm in the fr- in the shotgun, and the girls are in the back. And I'm watching up there, and, Kyle, that's your crew up there. I'm like, do not pass those guys. I said, as a matter of fact, don't get any closer than what we are. I said, they won't look over their shoulder and look backwards. Right. And they have no reason to. Right. I said, they won't even know we're gone. This idiot drives up to them. Not only does he drive up to him, he puts the right side, <laughs> my side, yeah. right up to him. I'm like, I rolled the window down and said, hey, we, w- we just went down to Dunkin' Donuts to get breakfast. Yeah. Yeah, right. Nope. If nope. it was anybody they who had started. been yeah. any, any other drivers it, yeah. but me, yeah. they would have bought that hook right. line and sinker. <laughs> yeah, The fact that it was me, they're like, bullshit, <laughs> we know where you were at. Yeah. yeah. We, we pull in, and we, so we pass them. We pull in. By the time we all get out, they've caught us, and they're looking at us. I'm like, seriously, we just had breakfast, guys. So I couldn't sleep and parked right next door to him. And he was already up. So we, he just drove us to go get breakfast. They didn't buy it. Larson ran like shit the whole day. Uh, right, I was right. running like shit the whole weekend. So I didn't care either way. Sure, yeah, yeah. I, I ran exactly where I'd practiced all weekend. <laughs> and all these guys are dropping like flies after the race. Like passing out and right. like going to the ground. I get out. I'm like, what? What's, what? What happened? What happened to Annette? He said, I don't know. He passed out when he got out of the car. They said, Dale Jr.'s in the media center. He, they said, he's about to pass out, too. I'm like, they said, was it that hot? I'm like, Oh, I don't I didn't think so. It was warm. But I I said, you know how I am. The warmer, the better. I mean, the hotter it gets, the slicker it gets. The slicker it gets, the better it is for us. Right. So I I never didn't complained I about it. being hot unless yeah. my feet were b- burning, and that happened a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
2: so, I mean, you, had, you look at Casey Kane this year. I mean, here's a kid that's... Doing these triathlons Mm -hmm. with Jimmy and this and that, hell, he can't even stand up after the Brickyard. (laughs) Right, (laughs) Right. I was at the Brickyard, sweating my ass off on the pit box. I'm like, it was hot. It wasn't that hot. Right, right. Hell, I'm not working out. I don't want to pass out like these guys. Yeah. I get out of the car. I was fine. You know,
0: one and if I bother me, my statistics may be wrong, but you're the only driver that's actually done the full 1,100 miles. We were. We had broke the record the first year we did it at at 1,090. Yeah.
2: Mm. Four laps down at Indy. Right. Exactly. So we we ran ninth and fourth the first year, and then the second year we ran sixth and third. And that was ninety nine. Ninety nine and yeah. one. Yeah, right. So and that was. And you went out the running that laundry, was the second time. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Shoot, the first year I didn't even have a trainer. Yeah. And didn't <laughs> yeah. know anything about diet, and I was so nervous the morning of the race. I Ate two little mini bagels, with just plain mini this bagels. Ninety nine. Yeah, and, yeah. D- and was drinking like a fish because yeah, like, sure. I just don't want to be dehydrated. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, with about thirty laps to go in the six hundred running fourth and I'm like the yellow line on the bottom looks like it's three feet wide yeah a a hot dog wrapper blows across the back stretch and I think it's a pink elephant with polka dots (laughs) yeah right right. I'm like I need to be anywhere but in this car right right Right. and that's when senior pulled me out of the car put me on the ground he goes you had enough yet I'm like yeah I'm all set yeah and And then the second year Gibbs made me hire a trainer he goes I'll let you do it again but you you have to have a trainer so I had a guy that was in their off season Carolina Panthers and he was with me for three weeks. I lost seven pounds in the three weeks. Oh wow! And my girlfriend had drove drove us home the first th- the first year in '99. And every corner, every time she got on the gas, got on the brake. I thought I was going to puke. Yeah, The second year, same girlfriend. Uh, she slept all the way home, and I drove us home. And if I could have found a thirty lap or twenty five lap main event to run a sprint car race, I'd have in three because. Mateca's had done. I think Mario Andretti had done that. Ran mm-hmm. three races in one day with those with those guys. Yeah, back right. in the day when you could actually do, you do that. Right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, that'd be cool to say I ran Indy 500, the Coke 600, some dirt race
0: main event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the big change in diet or fitness with that guy? Because I assume you weren't easy to work with for him. No. Yeah. Not at all. Because
2: he'd hand he'd hand a Dixie cup in it and it'd have apple juice in it, and I'm like, I'm this is what I'm. That's all I'm. Get, uh, that's all you're gonna give me is a yeah. Dixie cup of apple juice. He goes, no, trust me. He goes, and he he knew exactly yeah, he had different times of the day what he was right, given right, and right, why right, he was right, giving it. Right. And I finally got to. He's like, listen, I don't ask you about driving the car and why you drive it this you way. Just do what I say. You, right. You right. You let me do yeah. my deal. I let you do your deal. Yeah. And he, he was a cool guy. But uh, the night before the race, I remember he said, you can have whatever you want. I go, whatever I want. Well, there's there's a pizza company called Pizza King. Got yeah. little square yep. pieces and oh, dude, I ordered a large for
0: myself <laughs> and I ate the entire f-ing thing. How long had it been prior to that? Uh, uh, like b- b- being on his fitness regime, how long had it been? Oh, since three weeks. Had- oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, three, yeah. Weeks. I get it.
2: three weeks was like torture for me to not eat what yeah. I wanted to eat. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So finally, the night before the race, he's like, "You can have whatever you want," and then and it was like I almost felt guilty the whole time I was eating it because he'd already left for the night. Yeah. And here I am with this whole pie. I'm like, oh yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and I finally, I mean, like. First four or five bites, I'm feeling guilty for eating this stuff. Right, I'm like I've come this far and worked this hard to do this. and He goes, "Trust me, it doesn't matter." The night before the race, yeah, yeah, do whatever you want. Because It does not matter. So, so, is, so. is pizza your thing? Everything's my thing. Are you kidding me? down when he you don't build a, 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 a toolbox like <laughs> this, dude. <laughs> out, of, out of lettuce and salads and this and that. Now, <laughs> I, I, I'm a. I mean, I'm a Midwest guy. I mean, I'm steak and potatoes, but I like, I love chili. Anybody that can cook really good chili, I love chili. All right. um, love pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got a really good Japanese steak. We have two good Japanese steakhouses in Columbus now. I love sushi and, yeah.
1: and Japanese steakhouses, so. People give you, sh- like, would, did you get sh- from other drivers or other people in the sport? Like, you know, you look at Edwards, who's got, like, on the cover of Men's Health and like you said, Casey and Jimmy are like triathletes. Would they ever bust your chops about it, or just yeah? Like
2: Carl, Carl did, and then he did it one more time after 2011. I said, "Hey, Carl," I said, "You were, you know, I'm proud." He, he mentioned, he goes, "Look like you're losing a little weight," and I knew he was being a smartass doing yeah, it. Which yeah, Carl yeah. didn't be. A, Carl wasn't a very good smartass. He's way well, too. He, you know, he's way too nice a guy to yeah, be a smartass. Right. But it was his attempt at being a smartass. And I think challenging you for that's probably the wrong. There were about six. Well, yeah. Yeah. right. There were about six of six of us drivers at the drivers meeting at the time, and I said, "Yeah, I said." He goes. You look like you're losing weight. I said, Yeah. I said, I actually think I gained a little bit. But <laughs> I said, How many championships you got again? <laughs> and he never said a word about my weight again ever.
0: The rest of his career, never once brought up my weight again. Would you ever deliberately walk next to Newman just for perspective? Why? what like do you think this? I hired him? Okay, good Nice. Nice.
2: So I, I love walking down <laughs> down the grid because it's like, man, he makes me feel so much better about myself. <laughs> right. So he's just a stocky guy, but Newman. I mean. Newman's a big guy, but he's just big. He's yeah, just right. stocky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in shape. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's not riding bikes and running triathlons. He's out working on his ranch and,
0: yeah. you know, the real deal.
2: Yeah, he's doing man stuff like Dale
0: Senior used to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Have you ever seen the ESPN movie three? Yes. Did you like it?
2: I thought it was okay. Yeah. I didn't know Senior that well. I mean, I I'd only got to run two years with him. Right. Which. The last half of the first season where we were in points, we were beside each other every week in the garage area. Oh, cool. Um, and that was really a cool experience, you know, getting to, getting to know him. Right, right, right. The right. second year, um, we just knew each other better after that first year. Yeah. And, and I got along
0: with him really, really well. I, I could see you being that. his kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah for we sure. We got along real well. You didn't hire 10 security guards to walk around track with you? like To others. protect the security guards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> they had him and I go if they needed, needed protection. So
1: You don't seem like you need the security.
2: I, I, and Dale Sr. and Dale Jr. and Jeff probably dealt with it better than anybody I know of. And I'd say Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson does too. I just, I never was a big, I never got autographs. I never wanted pictures. Um, and it freaked me. It still to this day freaks me out if somebody comes running up to get an autograph. Okay. In the garage area, even if it's one person, when they run up there, it freaks me out. Yeah. I just I get anxiety because so, I never liked it. Right. People thought I hated the fans, and I, I I was the opposite. I loved the fans. They used to just when, that, I, when I raced sprint cars and stuff at IRP. I used to be the last guy out of the place. They would start turning the lights off. Like you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta leave. You know. Yeah. When we're walking somewhere, there, there's times. I mean, they, they will sit there when you're coming in to walk in the garage, and they'll be. There's one one gate to go from the bus lot, the driver owner lot, to the garage, so they know where you're coming in at. Mm-hmm. And if you sign thirty things before you get to your car, if you didn't sign that thirty first, you're an asshole. Right. It's like I got stuff to do, man. This is my job. This is what I get. I my job is not to sign autographs. Right. It is when I go to autograph sessions and when right. I go to autograph sessions, there's to, there's more times than not that we stayed late and signed after right. and signed for more than what we were sure. supposed to sign sure. for. Yeah. Because I don't mind doing it. I, I'll. Sit and do that all day long. I hate doing it at the track. Yeah. Hate being bothered at the track, especially when you're having a bad weekend. Yeah, well, yeah. it's hard to be cordial. Right. It's hard to be accommodating when you're pissed off and your mind you're not running there. bad. You're yeah. trying to figure out what do you got to do, how are you going to fix this, and you know you, you've had a crappy morning practice on Saturday. Yeah. you've had the one hour break or hour and a half or two hour break or whatever. And you're going back in knowing that your car's not going to be any better. Right. A- and somebody crams something in your face. They trip over you. Trip you, it's just nonstop. But yeah. I, I, that's what I always admired about Dale Sr. and Dale Jr., Jeff Gordon. Um, they handled that so much better than I did. And I wished I could have handled it better. I just never could wrap my arms around it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that I didn't like the people, but. It, and there are a lot of NASCAR fans that weren't like the ones I'm describing here. Right. The ones that just would come up and talk to you like you were a normal person. Yeah. I would sit and have a conversation at the trailer after it was over, after debriefs were over. Right. And would talk to people I didn't even know. But as soon as somebody'd come running up and screaming your name, then it's like, all right, I gotta go. Yeah. And that's what would ruin it for everybody. I right. I don't mind sitting and talking to people and just having a conversation. Yeah. If they just treat you like a normal person. But when they freak
1: out and you know, it's all about how they approach you. Yeah. You know So now that you're doing the team owner thing, uh because you were the ha- you had the driving background and you and you sat through so many debriefs and and cars that weren't handling for like races upon races and then you also had the success for races upon races when let's say Harvick's having a string of races and he and he's pissing and moaning are you going oh, guy like dude we're doing the best I can or are you like I know what he's talking about like listen I, Hear him I, out
2: it makes me feel like somebody kicked me in the gut oh because okay. it's I like 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 because I don't know what to do to fix it for him right and, right. and that's what you want to do it's like. The, the hard part, I quit going to the debriefs now because every year as things are changing with the cars, I mean, th- that's a whole new aero package this year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot less downforce in the back and the front, but it seems like the trend has been that the cars have been freer this year. So I there's really nothing I can do to help. You know, yep. there's no yep. input because I haven't driven them. I don't know what they feel like, right, sure. what difference they feel like. Right. I can't say, well, why don't you just do this? Well. I did that once, and they said, well, yeah, I tried that, but it makes it worse. When yeah. you're just, it's like, well, all right, well, the stuff I'm doing is irrelevant now in one year. Right. It's irrelevant. So, and there's still stuff of how to get around tracks and stuff that, that you know, you can help with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it, I don't even go to debriefs because it's like I really don't have anything that I can contribute to it. Right.
0: You got to drive the McLaren a few years ago. When is Gene going to put you in uh, one of his cars? He,
2: I think he realizes the only way that it would work out for him to put me in the car is to only put about – I don't know, about 10 liters of fuel in it, <laughs> to where I can't run very long, but about and half it. a dozen laps and it's going to run out of fuel. <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. But, I mean, he's he said they could work it out. I just, uh, I mean, I, that was a pretty cool experience. I think the reason I haven't done it is because I know that if I do it, that I'm going to get on some – Stupid diet that's gonna really well, I was gonna make say, like, me mad. I'm, and I'm honestly trying to want to do this. I'm not trying
0: to be funny, but can you fit in one? I mean, yeah, just fit the, I fit in the McLaren. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Which, so.
2: which Lewis will tell you that I didn't fit, and that they had to do this and that. And literally, I mean, they, it was so impressive to watch how, uh, how good the technology is with those guys. Yeah. Because they literally, I mean, my seat insert that, which you guys, I know you won't believe this, <laughs> the seat insert I ran since I have been at Stewart Haas Racing is a Jimmy Johnson seat insert. Never it's just the shoulders are both shoulders are opened up an inch. I got sure two inch wider shoulders than Jimmy does, right? But the rest of it, I fit. I'm, I'm fat front to back, not side to side. Okay, so
1: yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's kind of my problem. It all circles right here. Yeah, yeah.
2: And so, so basically, what they did is, is uh, the Hendrick group got them a, a scan of the seat of the insert, and then they they manipulated <laughs> it and got the angle correct to so do that and yeah. but, but the core of it the, that was my mold they sat there and got that at the angle it needed to be and literally when I when I showed up at Watkins Glen the night before I sat up sat in it and the only thing we changed in the car they moved the heel rest back an eighth of an inch moved it toward me to right. get so right. my feet weren't like this it okay relaxed my feet a little bit and that was it that's the only thing they had to change on the car when I got there the belts were exactly the right length yeah. I mean they everything was spot on it was crazy
1: so Lewis Hamilton's a, a dirty liar Yes. Okay. That's scoop, out there. That's a scoop. Yes. Wait till I
2: wait till I see him because somebody just told me this recently that oh. Rico Abreu, a friend of mine that races uh, sprint cars, oh, yeah, yeah, we want to yeah, have yeah. him. And, yeah. and uh, Rico told me that when he saw Lewis at Monaco that Lewis was joking with him and said that they had to take all this stuff out of it. Which, what do you take it? It's not like you're yeah. taking <laughs> the whole interior out of a car, right? Exactly. Yeah, we had to take the dash off. Yeah, they didn't <coughs> have to do that. Oh, all right, put so that there and then. Yeah. I I was amazed <laughs> of, of how how I mean I thought man this take, could take a couple hours and literally i mean i sat Sorry in it for again. about 15 minutes just because i got in there i was so comfortable i was like wow this is great yeah, yeah. and I, as i sat there and kept my feet there i'm like okay i sat in there longer than it took to drive the car but i was like okay is there I said is there a possibility of moving the heel rest back just a little bit yeah they said yeah how much i said i don't know it eighth inch quarter inch yeah and so they, literally in two minutes to change that. Like, How's That's that? All it took. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So it was that was great.
0: How pissed were you that that day was
2: wet? <sighs> it really, honestly, it didn't matter to me. I didn't yeah. care. You just want to do it. I, yeah, I yeah. just was happy I was going to do. It. And I never got to drive in the rain much anyway. By the time I got to run Lewis's car, the majority of the track was fairly dry. Fairly dry. Yeah. Uh, there were three spots that water was still running across the track, and there were a lot of damp spots, but. Yeah. Only getting to run four laps, it it didn't matter. They kept the rain tires on because you can burn them off in four laps and it's no big deal. I knew when the tires quit though. I knew when it started blistering. Right. I could feel it. That's about halfway through
1: the third lap. Yeah. So. Um, Speaking of you driving in the rain, does anything stand out from the 2007 Daytona 24 hour?
2: Uh, Yeah. Is that the year that I ran, Dale Jr. ran with us?
1: Uh, It was in a Crawford and it poured rain. I think it might have been the last time he did it because you you ran with him early on at Daytona. That
2: was uh, when I got in the car uh dale had just got out of the car and i'm you know hoosier was uh the tire supplier at the time yeah. and uh when i talked to max uh, max goes you know this, this is max crawford crawford yeah he said uh he goes i think i'm gonna have to put you on the hard rain tire i'm like right. okay whatever you know, are i said what's the what's the durometer he goes that's oh, about like an 85 or something i said what's the soft he goes about a 55 <laughs> i'm like oh that's a big difference right. he goes, yeah he goes he goes i i'd rather have you on the 55 he gives, but i don't think they're going to have enough yeah so i spun out three times on the outlap.
1: i was in one of those 911s you talk about it was my debut as a gt driver at daytona and you're in the crawford yeah something like that and so i'm second in line even though i'm a million miles down and you were like fourth or fifth from the back of the dp field at that point and uh we go green we get through turn one can't see up Thing it is just spray and terrible and everything. And we get into three into the into the first horseshoe there, and you loop it on at the apex, and I go around the outside. I was like, whoa, you know. And, and I made it one lap on those hard
2: tires, and they called me in, put soft tires yeah. back on, oh, I and I it. got the lead at the end of the stint. <laughs> right. I was two laps down. Yeah. When they when I got out of the pit, I was two laps down, and by the end of that stint, um, the last I think twenty or thirty minutes of that stint, we were under caution because it was yeah. heavy rain yeah. at that point. And if you remember, at the end of that race, we were leading by a lap and three-quarter, I think, and the where the rocker is on the rear suspension on the right rear, it broke. Yeah, yeah. Well, it broke because I spun off of uh, NASCAR 1 and came down on the right rear on the apron. Right. And I'm I'm fairly certain I'm the reason it broke. Really? I think it oh, probably wow. fractured it or stressed Interesting. it there. Okay. And at the end of the race there, when it
0: broke, that, I, I'm fairly certain wow. I'm the reason it that, did that. But that, that last hour, it was going away. I mean, you could see it. But I,
2: I didn't really... I think I was only like... I don't know, three seconds or something slower. This was, this was four seconds, right. yeah, two thousand four, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, but it was like three or four seconds a lap slower. Yeah, uh, which was plenty fast enough to because you guys had still so win by up. a lap. Yeah, yeah. and um, and the <laughs> you'd come off of you'd come off of turn four down to come down the front stretch. And uh, it would just sit there with the left front off the ground, about a foot off the ground. <laughs> and it's like, as long as it doesn't, nothing else moving around, Max is like, you can bring it. Just bring it to us, and we'll try to work it. I'm like, I can. They tried wedging a piece of a two by four in there, <laughs> went out that last two laps. Ah, uh,
0: the old D-piece.
2: And yeah. I'm yeah. Like, he's like, bring it to us, we'll fix it in. I said, Max, I said, I can drive it like this. I said, let's just run it out. We, we can't afford to pit. Yeah. You know. So we kept running, kept running. And uh, I told him, I said, the wheels I said we got a loose wheel. Just keep going, just keep going. <laughs> sure enough the wheel you know, wheel comes off and then I'm high centered. Yeah. Sitting yeah. backwards at the end of the back stretch, yeah. right before the chicane, watching cars coming down and they're just wide open. Mm. Like, yeah, right. oh my god, a guy that slides through <laughs> <laughs> a drive right over top of me. Right. But yeah, it was uh Yeah. Should have had an Indy 500 ring. Should have had a Rolex. Uh,
0: that's actually <laughs> what I was going to ask. Is like, I mean, you you've led Indy and been in a really good spot. You've almost won Daytona the, the Daytona 500. You've you've been close. Which is the one you feel like has gotten away from you the most?
2: I mean, I st- still on the Indy car side. My first year at Indy in '96. Yeah. Because um, it
0: seems like the F- Indy 500 is your. That's the race you
2: you love. That was my marquee deal. That's why yeah. I told her buy. So that's the blank spot at the top of my page that, that yeah. there's a, there's is a reserved. Uh, Kurt Busch and I had, and I don't know what year it was, Kurt Busch and I were the two dominant cars at the Daytona 500 one year, and I got a speeding penalty and went to the back, and we were so tight back in traffic that we freed it up to get through. And when I got to the front and got back to the point, I was too free. And Kurt was right behind me, and I got loose in the middle of three and four. And when I tried to gather it up, he got in the back of us, and it crashed both of us, took us both out of it, which was... The part that really made me happy about us being able to win this year together, right. when the 500, and kind of made up for when right. I screwed him out of the one that, you know, he had a shot at winning. We both had a shot at winning, and we ended up winning one together. So, yeah. uh, but that was the one that Daytona I should have won, and then the Rolex that year, you know, we should have yeah. won that one too. I mean, I, I felt good because I mean they, they didn't put us on hard, hard rain tires the rest of the race. <laughs> Nobody had to run on those anymore. Yeah. Right, right. But, um, you know, I was pretty proud. I mean, I'm not. I wasn't really the road race specialist in the group you know Damn. andy wallace was and uh, to get us the lead back i mean at the end of my stint that was something i was really proud of yeah, sure. i i loved racing in the rain because i if it got loose it didn't bother me i yeah. didn't care it just yeah. dirt it, it yeah. just was fun it was re- i never had the opportunity to race in the rain in anything and yeah. so to, that was a highlight for me and the road course deal was getting to run in the rain like that uh, I but think that was definitely a letdown to, to yeah. lose that with such a big lead. It For wasn't sure. like we got outran at the end of the day. I mean, we we had him covered and with a <laughs> wounded car I could sit there and run around there and have enough pace to win the thing. Yeah, I mean, it, that that whole year was fun. You know, Jan, I mean, you had to almost get on one knee to talk to Jan because he's <laughs> like four eleven. So, <laughs> um, but he was he was awesome. I mean, I I really hope it works out that I can go and and run with him at Lamar because that's something that was his idea way, way back in the day. Right.
0: Next year, honestly, if you if you want to do it overall, next year's a really good year because the, the kind of customer cars that can run in the P1 category will probably be somewhat in a parity with the Toyotas. Um, it'll probably be the only manufacturer car that's entered, so you only have one manufacturer car that notoriously breaks down a lot. So some of the, it's a, it's a good year for a non-factory team to, to really have a shot at it. So if that's what he's looking at, it's a good year to do it. So. Uh-huh.
2: I'll be honest. If I get to just go and participate at Le Mans, I'm going to yeah. be happy. Okay. I mean, that's. I can promise you, I'll do a lot of eye racing before we go there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because that—that's yeah. something that's—that's that's new for me. I do a lot of that now. Uh, Start do you race at Tony Stewart? Month.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Shit. Do you have the radios turned on when you're doing? Yeah. IRacing? Oh, Yeah. So you hear people just nonstop so talking. I, I fuck yeah. With you, it's got to oh, be no, awful. Oh no, it's 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 actually pretty funny because.
2: You know, most of them, it's the first time I've raced with a lot of these guys. Sure. And are you
0: doing the NASCAR stuff, or are you doing I do it. Anything? I do it all. That's yeah. awesome. I, I, okay. I
2: actually, I don't do it all. I shouldn't say it. I don't do any of the road racing stuff yet. I just okay. got a nicer set of pedals that okay. have a hydraulic feel to the brake oh, instead cool. of a spring. and yeah, yeah can yeah. control the brake pressure and this and that. Yeah. But um, it, it's fun because... I, I have the headset on, and and <laughs> Rico is the one that actually brought one uh, of his buddy's units down there, and then I got one, and so our monitors are back to back, so we're cool. not sitting there catching each other's screen. Right. But um, we'll be in a room, and they'll try. It. He won't talk to anybody, period. And I'll sit there, and I'll I'll <laughs> sit there, and because they they assume well, they just assume after they ask him a couple questions that that you don't have a headset on or anything, so right. you're not hearing. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I just sit there, and until they say something, that really ticks me off or something that's funny, and then I'll get on there, and then they all start chatting it oh, up. Oh, God, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. And finally got to go, hey, I don't know about you guys, but I actually like to listen to the engine when I race, and it's hard to hear with everybody talking. Because you'll be, you'll be in the race, and
0: they'll no. still be chatting it up. Oh, yeah. No, I, I do a lot of the NASCAR stuff on our racing just for fun. I'm terrible. <laughs> but I can't get enough how much they talk. Oh, it's not Like a f***ing yellow comes up, and it just, well, this guy did this, and I'm like, why? Uh, you know? So I got in erect wreck the other day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> three wide. Well, it ended up being three wide. Yeah. My spotter says two wide. So the spotter pack I got the Chad. Oh, you Knauss, got the, the Chad. Earl the, Barber. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. I, <laughs> I have that far I told Canals yesterday, I said, hey, I said, you know, i my race now. I said, I finally get the race for you. And he's like, yeah. what are you talking about? I said, I, I listen to you all the time on iRacing. I said, I got the spotter pack that, that, uh, yeah, is crew chief in it and Earl spot. Yeah. I said, so I, you're talking to me every race, whether it's a dirt race or whatever. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and he just started laughing. I said, I just, Never got a chance to drive for you, so I at least feel like I get to drive
1: for you yeah, now. Yeah, it's so probably cheaper this way. Yeah, a lot <laughs> a lot cheaper yeah, right. yeah.
2: Power bill went up, but it's a lot cheaper in the car. <laughs> <are. laughs> Penelope hates it. She absolutely hates it. Less well, time away from her. It's time away from her. It's video games. And I've got a really bad habit of racing until about 5 in the morning. And My guy. she's a light sleeper. And okay. when she wakes up, she cannot fall back asleep. And as soon as I hit the keypad and <laughs> unlock the door and walk in the. The bathroom oh, yeah, like side of, the, yeah, of yeah. the bedroom, he hears that and starts and barking immediately, yeah, yeah.
0: and she's mad the rest of the night. Now, I like to say that I racing for me is very realistic because the anger I get when I up <laughs> is very authentic. Um, are you still the same guy in I racing?
2: No, because I haven't got a paycheck yet <laughs> <laughs> or anything from my racing. Fair the, enough. The, what is odd about it is like I run a lot of the dirt stuff now. Okay, and. Uh, Ricky Saunders and Corey Wetzel and uh, there's a bunch of these big name, ga- they're yeah, big really name good guys guy big name guys in yeah. i racing. Yeah. yeah. They're not you know just like there's big name guys in real dirt track racing, sure. these are big name guys in I racing. And uh, like Corey like Cory Wetzel's sent me some setups and stuff to help me oh, get cool, going man. and so it's kinda cool to race with those guys and y- you know, you get into uh, a a uh, a race. I'm finally high enough in I racing Oh, like the rating system and all that. That I'm in their cut. Okay, so I'm (laughs) racing with the good guys. I will never get that far. And uh, so you get in there and they're like, "Hey, how's it going?" "Ah, I'm good. You know, go out and run a decent lap. And they're like, "Hey, good job, good lap." But like Corey Wetzel, he drives with a uh, like an Xbox controller. Really ticks me off. I've spent like ten grand on monitors, (laughs) cockpit, and all this stuff. And I got three steering wheels. They're all quick release wheels for this thing (laughs) that I got. and uh, I'm still can't run these guys. The Guys are running gaming controllers. The kills are made.
0: <laughs> all right. So back to real racing. Um, okay. So what do you so mean? Though? You mean all these hours
2: yeah. I'm spending down there is
0: not real racing? Well, I can't criticize. I do it just as much.
1: Yeah. 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 Once that I racing check comes in, <laughs> just like uh, direct deposit. There's like
2: a thousand dollar to win dirt sprint car race at the end okay, of the year. Somewhere. How dare I? I'll, I obviously will not be entered in that race. <laughs> but, but I'll uh, most likely wherever I'm at, as long as she doesn't catch me, I'll have it. I'll have it to where I can watch it. <laughs> right. So, right. <laughs>
0: Want to see who brings home the cash so indy sort of your your big missing kind of blank space right now at the top of your uh, your book so to speak um now that you've i know you're still driving but now that you're sort of out of the cup series and able to relax a little bit if chip Ganassi, here roger penske comes calling saying hey i'll put you in for the 500 would you do it so i have a running I- invitation from penske from Penske, i remember that a couple of years ago um,
2: and it was funny because the last year that we had the IMS trade show in indianapolis yeah uh, went to dinner with Roger and Chip, and Roger had Cendric and Chip had Mike Hall, uh, their, their main guys, and L- Linda Vaughn. And Keselowski was with us. We had Keselowski at the kids' table. Yes. We had him back there with Linda. So uh, <laughs> I, I got to sit at the big kid table. She would destroy uh, him. She, no, she spent more time flirting with me at the other table. I was going to say, she would destroy him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he wouldn't know what to do with yeah, her. Right. So. <laughs> He's still playing with himself in the shower. So. But... Uh, but I was sitting there, and Roger was second from the end on the opposite side of the. You know, we're on the same side of the table, but he was on the opposite end from me, and he was second from the end. And Chip was past him on the very end. And when Roger brought it up again, Chip leaned over and to where I could see his head past right. Roger's head, yeah. and the look was like, "If you sign up with him and don't sign up with me, I'll kill you." Yeah, yeah like okay. that's yeah. what the look looked like. Right, right. right. So, uh, and my calls, he saw it. Cedric saw it. They're all smiling and laughing. Carrying on and stuff, so uh, it was uh, it's pretty cool. And then I actually got another offer in the last couple of weeks. I got another offer to go run Indy next year. So uh, I don't know. Been there, been there, done that. Oh come on, man! So is that Right now, everybody wants to see it. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I'm I, I've had such a miserable year with my sprint car team that I'm just trying to get back on form myself. Yeah. Trying okay. to figure out that the things things have changed in the two and a half years I sat down of those things and. Trying to just figure out what we got to do to get going again. Everything yeah. that I've learned and everything you used to do driving wise, all the, the drivers that drove like I did are like, you can't do it anymore. They said yeah. you just got to sit there and fry the tires. And, you know, if you if you lift to stick the car, they said it just falls over and skates out. And hmm. it's, um, I just can't break the habit right now. Right. I haven't been able to break it yet. Yeah. So it's been frustrating. Cool. It's like I'm trying to find every opportunity I can to run my sprint car now. And yeah. right. I went to two weddings this year with my girlfriend, which that's the dumbest thing a man can ever do if you have a 38 yep. year old girlfriend that's a girlfriend obviously she's single she's your girlfriend but don't go to a wedding with her because it's the worst
0: thing you can do yeah
2: because they're they're on the time they got yep. the kitchen timer yep. on oh exactly. and,
0: and you're just giving excuses to ask
1: oh so.
2: well both both times when we left there in the car driving home from the, the wedding she got mad at me and i had never said a word <laughs> right. and i got in trouble
1: didn't give a reason to
2: you never yeah. want to get married you never want to have kids why do we need to get married? Everything's fine the way it is. Yeah. Yep. Here's the thing. If I can promise you, if you hear that I'm getting married, yeah. The prenup is amazing. <laughs> it's and just that the that scroll. That we have <laughs> that There's video confirmation <laughs> and a, a psychiatrist there that says she's of sound mind and that. Uh, Excellent. Because I'm the same way. When Jeff Gordon got divorced, I was so mad for Jeff Gordon, and I was still racing against him with Gibbs, and I was. I went to hug him every time I saw him Mm -hmm. for the first six months after that because she raked him over the coals. And I'm like, that girl never ran one lap in that car. Right. Not once. Yeah. Why in the hell does she deserve all that? Yeah. Yeah. So, and don't give me that bullshit of, well, she got accustomed to that lifestyle. Well, she only got accustomed to it because he introduced her to it and right. it was the luxury because he made the money so she could enjoy it. Risked his life. So don't, yeah, yeah risked his life money. every day, every yeah. weekend, three yeah. days yeah. a week yeah. to make that money. Yeah. So it's, it's a sore topic, but yeah, I got a really good girlfriend that's like, well, I didn't, I, I didn't make any of that money. I don't deserve any of it. I'm like, alright. Well, we still got a good thing then. Right. So.
1: I always wonder this about people that have made, made a fortune off of something like this because without the love of your father obvi- and obviously his love for the game, you know, you don't become you. Did you buy them something cool?
2: Yeah, well, I, I told my parents, I said, I, I made him, which my mom didn't really care, which I think my mom's an idiot for this, but it's the only <laughs> time I thought my mom was a legitimate idiot. Um, <laughs> the rest of the time, she's a loving, sweet, <laughs> caring, smart woman. She's not going to listen to this. Yeah. Even if she does, she knows because I call her an idiot to her face. I said, You're an idiot. <laughs> I told him, I said, If I ever make it big in NASCAR and make it to the big time, I said, I'm going to buy you guys a, each a brand new Corvette. Which to me, I mean, at yeah. the time, that was, yeah. that was a big deal. That's big money, yeah, yeah. you know, for not getting a contract doing anything yet. Yeah. Two brand-new Corvettes. My dad's like, hell yes, thank you. That's <laughs> awesome. I appreciate that. My mom's like, I don't need it. I'm like, well, you're an idiot. That's just it. that's just being an idiot. Everybody needs a brand-new Corvette. Everybody could take who a, who a Corvette. Who doesn't need a brand yeah. new Corvette? Right. And the only person that doesn't need a brand-new Corvette is the person that's getting a brand-new
1: Ford Mustang instead. Boom. So, Company man. I that's like right. It. I would argue in NSX, but I hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah, see, that's road race, guys. Well, that's who's paying the bills, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they
2: got wine, wine crates in their in their trunks. Listen, the and listen, is, that I'm that from
1: Winder, Georgia.
2: Winder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Winder, Georgia. Yeah, you back it down. Well,
1: all right, Mister the Smoke.
2: I, was, I thought you were going to say like Wine Country or something for no, a second. No,
1: Winder. Yeah, solid Winder. <laughs> we got a dirt oval. I like it. See, yeah. there's there's yeah. hope for you yet. I'm going to be okay. You'll be all right. You'll
2: yeah. make it. <laughs> so no, I so the thing I did for my dad though is for uh, one Christmas. In the first couple years that I finally got my cup deal, I bought him a legend, brand new Legends car. Ah, cool! Had it painted up and had his name on the door and everything. I the couple years before that, I'd went on this Christmas tour. So I went to I don't remember how many houses in 36 hours to friends of mine and done Christmas with them. So it got literally big enough that you had to take a trailer for all the gifts and stuff. You couldn't get them in truck and everything. So. Um, and one year, I think I had like four or five snowblowers that were gifts for different people. and stuff. So you had to have a trailer. Yeah. So I he didn't think anything about it. I right. rolled up there and I said, hey, I need you to help me get something out of this trailer. So everybody in the family knew and came outside, opened, opened it, and I rolled it out. He just about lost it. So my dad will be 80 in April. Okay. Um, I have since fired him from Legends Car Racing because <laughs> he got upside down <laughs> twice this year. What's he doing? Well, the second one... <laughs> I actually saw the video on the second one. The second one was not his fault. Okay. But I feel so bad for him on this one because he junked his car. <laughs> he bought some guy's POS, brings it to our shop. His Legends cars are in T- at TSR in Indiana. So Donnie Schatz's World of Outlaws sprint cars, my sprint, wing sprint cars, yeah. and my dad's
1: two Legends cars, legend
2: cars. yeah, yeah right. Which is the first thing you see when you come in the back door, which <laughs> is the way I come in. <laughs> it's yeah. The first thing I see here is just two <laughs> boxes right. sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> so now, do they
1: have dedicated crew guys? It's him. That's it. Okay, he's okay. working yeah. on it. At least he's doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's just him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have anything else to do. You ever threaten some cup car guys, like, hey, I'll bust you down to Legends
2: right now? Yeah. No, but I'll be there this week, and <laughs> I think I'll bring that's, that up. That's the I new like one. It. Yeah. I, yeah. I li- I'm going to use it. <laughs> I am going to use that probably tomorrow, probably <laughs> right. before yeah. lunch tomorrow, There you which go. which will mean I've only been there for about 15
1: minutes. As a team owner with the Stuart Haas NASCAR program specifically, um, two, three, three years ago now, Kurt Busch gets into – a bunch of trouble in the media, and is accused by his girlfriend at the time of like a domestic dispute thing. You guys stood by him the whole time. So often now in any type of entertainment, when something like that, whether it's true or not, goes public, it's very often that the person just gets the boot yeah, they, right away. It's like we ship. we just have to abandon. We can't have ties with something like this, even if it's not true. You guys stuck to that like no problem. Is that a is that a you and Gene Haas? thing or is that a company policy in general or no, it, was it was like a person was, was it gene- personal yeah. like you guys were like no no we know this guy i mean
2: because like we knew it was going to be investigated and if and if after the investigation they said that that that's that he had done that right. then obviously we would have made appropriate taken appropriate actions right but I, I could sit here and say that you clubbed me over the head with this beer glass yeah, you know right, right. it doesn't mean it
1: happened
2: yeah and so and it's Obviously, the reason it's such a big deal and it's a sensitive topic is it, it does happen in real life. I mean, that, that's a real-life issue. Yeah. It's something that doesn't – should never happen, period. Right. But at the same time, we're in an era now where people will take every opportunity to take advantage of every yeah. situation they can. Yeah. And she's in she's in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah. Or what yeah. was. I don't know what the end result of it ended up being. But but sure. But she, she got in a heck of a lot more trouble than what she caused for him. Right. On a whole different topic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that even reinforced us that it it was BS to begin with. Oh, right. But, you know, I knew her and I knew her son because we'd hired Kurt and got along with her great. Um, and Actually, I, I ended up getting a uh, FLIR camera. She got me a FLIR camera for my property so I could see deer at night. Nice. So I could see. I wanted to see. I was like, I guarantee you 10 minutes after dark this field that I sit in for four or five hours, there's nothing happens. <laughs> right. As soon as that sun goes down, they come in there. And sure enough, I caught 15 of them in a field about an, within an hour. Right. After the sun went down that night. Yeah. But, um, but you know, they were fine. And, and, you know, Kurt's hard to get along with, but she is too. I mean, she, she wasn't the easiest person to, right. to, to work with or get along with. But, um, you know, that's why we thought they were a pretty good pairing, you know. They were <laughs> equally difficult. um <but>, uh, <clears throat> But I, I, will say this: uh, getting, getting out of that scenario, and, and after Kurt's first marriage, um, I'm really proud of him for the scenario he's in now and yeah. who he's with, and and uh, his demeanor so different. I mean, he still has days that are bad days at the track, and yeah. you know he's a little abrasive on the radio to the crew guys. But uh, you know that Kurt Bush of old, I mean, I can I can say with a lot of confidence is gone. Yeah, I feel like, and, I, and I'm happy for him. I mean, he's. <sighs> He's created his own bad road, and a lot of the stuff I did, I created my own bad road too. But, you know, how you come out of it at the end of it, I think, is what defines you as a person. And I, I think he's really grown as a person. And, uh, you know, he's a he's a great race car driver. He
0: can he can drive the wheels off anything he gets in. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. You're probably the most qualified to talk about it. But, uh, how far do you think Kenny Irwin would have gone? Um, oh. Kenny would have been fine. He would yeah. have, he would have won a championship. Yeah, you think for so. sure. Oh yeah.
2: With Yates, absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, no you doubt, guys grew up
0: mind. together, basically running in the same circles.
2: Yeah, and I know he was in the 42 car, but I mean, it, he, I think he would have been, he would have been more than fine. He would have won a championship eventually. Yeah, I mean, he's he was one of the best race car drivers I ever raced against. Yeah,
0: by by leaps and bounds. Because it, it, it was kind of an, I mean, to me it was an odd scenario where you know Gordon came up through the USAC ranks and he was sort of the big poster boy, and then you come up, you have the same result. Kenny showed up, wasn't quite getting the same results, but he also wasn't in it long enough. And then Yaley, for whatever reason, just didn't ever quite materialize. And what just JJ was never
2: really a pavement guy. Is I mean, that really JJ it? was an awesome dirt driver. Yeah. He was just kind of an okay pavement guy. But I, you know, I, you know, I was kind of responsible for getting him down to Gibbs there, and yeah. I, I really thought both him and Leffler. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I really felt like they were two guys that deserved opportunities, and and I thought I really thought it would work out for both of them. Yeah. I thought if I did it, they can do it. And, yeah. and, you know, JJ just didn't work out. I just don't think it, it ever, I don't think he ever got us comfortable.
0: Sure. Yeah. Who, in your mind, who is the greatest guy that never became a legend?
2: Oh, man. Robbie Gordon. Funny enough, we'll see him tomorrow night. Robbie Gordon.
1: Yeah. I love Robbie Gordon.
2: R- Robbie Gordon and Kenny Irwin were the two most naturally talented people I've ever raced with.
0: What do you think Gordon's, I don't know if problem is the right word, but His what do you head. think it's him? Yeah.
2: His head. Yeah. It, outside of a race car, Robbie is the coolest, most fun guy you can ever hang out with. Yeah. a lot of fun. As soon as he puts a helmet on, it's four sizes too small and cutting the circulation off. Yeah, I mean, and he can still drive. I mean, he, he can drive anything. But just, I think, bad decisions. Yeah. But as far as raw natural talent, no, no doubt in my mind, Robbie Gordon and Kenny Irwin were the two best that I ever saw. Yeah. And, and I would throw Kyle Larson in that group too. Now, interesting. Those three are the three most naturally talented people I've ever raced with in my life. That's awesome. More so than Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Sr., any of them.
1: Uh, With the Kevin Ward Jr. situation, you know, a couple years ago, it's obviously been reported on. One of the things I always wonder about uh, when the tough gets going in, in a career like you've had where everybody wants to be your friend because you're a championship winning driver, you're man of the people kind of guy, you know, like you're that guy's guy. When the shit hits the fan, you guys stuck with Kurt Busch over his situation. Did you have any fallout from friends that you thought were friends that a situation like that brought to light? Not one. Yeah. And actually, people that I didn't think I got along with,
2: really, you realized really? how much of a friend they really were. Yeah. It, it was, uh, you know, that, that's by far the single toughest thing I've ever been through in my life for sure. Uh, people that I knew, I didn't that I didn't know firsthand, but I knew of in racing reached out yeah. uh, and all that That's especially after uh, after the, the criminal side of it after the district attorney had his findings and, sure. and had his report um, but from day one I mean the entire racing community you know with the exception of their close personal friends in racing obviously uh, they just were open arms and what can we do and you know just want you to know we're thinking about you right. I got messages from people that I never ever th- thought I'd ever get a voicemail from right in racing um and, and <coughs> aside from that it, it wasn't even just in racing it was the entertainment industry sure. and musicians that i hadn't met before reaching out it's like man i don't even know how they got my number right right but it, it was just amazing it's um but it, you get that and then you get the polar opposite of that too you get nancy grace who yeah, right. doesn't know anything about me She's trying to get a headline say what she says yeah, and yeah, yeah. good morning america saying what they're saying and they don't know me other than the stuff we've done with NASCAR, which they had us doing a fashion show the last time I was at <laughs> well, Good Morning you know, America, and right. I'm like, "That speaks like
1: NASCAR." We're <laughs> NASCAR drivers on Championship Week, and they want
2: us to dress as we do a doing. fashion right. show. Yeah, right. And I threw a stink about it, so Good Morning America didn't like me anyway. Because so, <laughs> I'm guy. like, "Why are we doing this? It's yeah. so irrelev- It's yeah. not relevant to what we do as a sport." Yeah. You know, now when you see these guys go on shows, you, you know, you saw on, uh, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel or something, they had a couple of the drivers, you know, Clint or. Kurt and yeah. somebody, and they were in their race uniforms, and it was relevant. It made sure, sense, right? Yeah, sure, right. But um, you know that one didn't make sense for us. With Good Morning America. So needless to say, we don't watch that channel. We damn sure don't watch Nancy Grace, and yeah. we don't listen to Eminem anymore either. He he threw us Did under the bus in a song. Yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah, so the the lyric That was kind of. Yeah. Sh- and now it sounds like there's a lot of people that don't really care about Eminem anymore after his latest deal. So
0: I don't think I'm keeping
1: up. You're on this podcast trip, man.
0: Yeah. Did something blow up in the last week or two with him? I don't know. Yeah. yeah, he,
1: yeah. Oh, I, guess I guess he got on a bubble. big rant about, about Trump. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. We're not a political show by any means, um, but in the current limelight is this huge athletes taking a knee scenario. And I've heard a couple of things in your Periscope where you're like, you know, I'm watching the NFL tonight unless Colin Kaepernick's playing. That's something that just sticks in your craw? Like you just can't let it go or...
2: Part of it that hit home with me and the reason i was so vocal about it is there were a couple female police officers in town the town that i grew up in that i went out with and so i hear the stories firsthand and know what they went through and here's colin kaepernick that never had to worry about anything in his life talking about the struggles and this and that and it's a bunch of bs a guy that doesn't know and, and to talk about anyone that's talking about police are, are talking out the rear end. They don't. They don't know what they're talking about because they don't do it. Unless you do something, it's just like somebody saying, you know, just like race fans that sit there and say, "Oh, he's a terrible race car driver." Well, can they beat me? Yeah. You know, if if I'm a bad race car driver or anybody, whoever they're talking about, you know, can you go beat them? So, well, no, because you can't. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, and that's that's what really upset me about Colin. And here's the thing about I, I'm fine with players. Standing up for what they believe in, the part that's disappointing, and I I guess to a certain degree I understand why they do it when they do it because that's their only time to show unity and, and that's the only time during their game when they when they can do something like that. But there's so many people that have fought to give them the right and the ability to make millions of dollars playing a game, and I'm no different. I mean, I get I got paid a lot of money to drive a race car, so I'm in the same boat as those guys there's a lot of people that have fought week in and week out in wars overseas and people that fight every day so we have the sanity in our country to be able to go do stuff like this and, and it just that's the frustrating part to me is I'm all for people having their causes that they want to stand up for and I'm 100% behind them on that there's there's a lot of stuff going on out there that's not right um, but I think it's just like a lot of the other topics we've talked about tonight there's the few bad apples that ruin the whole ruin it for everybody, you know. And especially now, especially with the police officers, I'm always going to defend police officers. Um, I was I got sworn in as a reserve deputy sheriff in Fayette County, Alabama. I know I know a, lo- a lot of officers, whether they're sheriff's department, police department, state police. I know a lot of people that serve and make crap wages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get paid crap wages and sit there and have a lot, a lot more risk each day when they go to work right. than I did driving a race car two hundred <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah, for sure. And, and so that's, that's where I got a little frustrated on that topic. Is you know here's a guy that's complaining about that, right? And doesn't know the first thing about what he's, yeah. what he's talking about, uh, other than what he sees on the news. Right. And that's a guarantee. That's the only place he's seeing it is on the news. So.
0: Yeah. Changing subjects. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the you can time. Are you getting escorted out? Oh, she's telling me what she ordered me. Ah, fair enough. We do a uh, pass. How, along. how kind is that? By, yeah, the, by way, the way, like she, she literally was
1: like from over there. Like, is it okay? And then she writes a note. Like, she can come over here, take yeah. my headset off, tell you what's happening, put my headset on properly, and we'd be like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way she is. Good work on that one. <laughs> she
2: she's we got ready to go to bed the other night, and we had a ceiling fan on the night before. And she's like, hey, uh, is it okay if I turn the ceiling fan off? And I'm like, hey, you don't have to ask me to do that. Just turn the ceiling fan off. <laughs> right, right. And she's like, I'm just trying to be curious. I'm like, I, I get it, and I love you for that, and I appreciate that, but you don't have to ask me to do that. <laughs> yeah. I said, if I get in there and it's too hot, I'm going to ask you if I can turn it back on. Right, right. right. But turn it off. Yeah, yeah. She goes, well, I don't know. If I turn it off at home in L.A., my house gets hot. <laughs> well, if I get hot, I'll, I'll turn it back on. Right. Know? But she just there. There's times when she, there's so many nice things she does that it absolutely drives you nuts. Because I'm way too much. But here's the thing too: she's that nice, but she's every bit
0: as big a smartass as I am. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. She's she got to be with, to hang with you. She can run with any guy I know. Yeah.
0: She's Mexican descent. Yeah. So she got the Latin temperament. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Immediate, oh, yeah. immediate Spanish when you start. F-ing up? No. Oh, she speaks English still. She doesn't. Just she speaks bad
0: Spanish
2: and bad English. Oh. She didn't do either really well. So do we. So we have. Oh, what is that thing? So she, we have, oh, coyotes and raccoons. Yeah. So we call it coyote and a raccoon. Yeah. She calls it coyotes. (laughs) Yep. And raccoons.
1: Raccoons. I'm like,
2: what in the hell are you, what? Who? They're raccoons. (laughs) And then she goes, how many deers do we have now? (laughs) Honey, they're not deers, they're deer. (laughs) (laughs) So, she'll, uh. (laughs) <laughs> she'll say, "How many, how many fishes did you catch today?" <laughs> so now <laughs> she does it just to piss me off. Oh right, right, She, right, right, she yeah. knows exactly what she's saying. Yeah. What I can't remember. There's, oh god, there's one that's just the polar opposite of that. So she'll just mix. It. She does it just
1: to make you mad. But, right. Do but
2: she, uh, she, we're a good, we're a good fit for each other. Call,
1: you ever call her Penelope? Kind of mess with her.
2: Well, that's what Siri calls her, which is awesome. Oh awesome. nice, okay. nice. Yeah. Siri yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't call her Penelope. Penelope. We got Penelope. 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 Yeah, and I, so when I get on Siri, I say, "Call Penelope." He goes, "Did you mean Penelope?" Right. So when I get on there, I go, "Call Penelope." Calling Penelope. Right. It yeah. works right <laughs> away. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, I just learn. Just gotta learn the language. <laughs> Where's she from? In L.A. Uh, West Hollywood. Oh, okay. How do you like West Hollywood? As long as I don't have to buy anything, it's awesome. You're good. Okay. But yeah. it's a lot of snappy dressers there. Eh? It's about 10-minute drive to Rodeo Drive from her place. Ah, uh, that is okay. a bad... It's cool to drive past it, you. No. No. Yeah. but you yeah. got to make sure you drive at a pace that it's uncomfortable for her to think that she can open the door and jump out. Copy. Yeah. Yep, I understand.
1: But you got to drive fast enough she thinks there's going to be a risk of getting hurt if she yeah. jumps out of the car. Right. Okay. On that topic, you, you pulled up tonight in a sweet, I'm guessing, 2018 Ford Expedition yeah. Explorer or something like that. Um, do you have any toys? Are you a toy guy other than like all the hunting and fishing?
2: Oh, yeah. I And... It's a it's a great deal because par- we have a partnership with them, but I like side-by-sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're partners with Articat, so okay. I ride an Articat Wildcat. And Greg Biffle actually took one, tore it down, and he does his conversion to it. Right. Put a snowmobile, 1,100cc Articat snowmobile engine in it. Yeah. It is absolutely out of control. It's <laughs> insane. And he has but a whole business doing that,
0: doesn't he? Yeah and, he yeah, yeah, and it's
2: awesome. Greg does some great work. Yeah. So uh, so Greg did one for me, and then I get, get new units each year from Articat to ride and test That's out. Cool. So. Right. And Robbie Gordon's actually... Uh, just finished up a project with them doing some suspension work for them on their new model
1: that's coming out so yeah. it's pretty kick kick-ass stuff yeah. they got what about cars do you have like a garage full of shit you shouldn't have bought yeah yeah <laughs> uh, penny
2: called she goes that's new money i'm like yeah it was. yeah yeah, yeah. She goes, that was a new money purchase Still was yeah. it? And i'm like yep it was sure was first trip to barrett jackson had to buy four cars nice so. Yeah. yeah so a lot of that stuff i'm selling now but um and not out of Necessity right. yeah, for funds, like cool. as much as I need necessity of I had. I need more space in my shop. You're right. So right. uh, we well,
1: probably got a guy that works in that shop that's like, "Hey, I need to work here." Yeah. Clear it out. Yeah. yeah
2: it's. Um. I think we have like sixteen l- car lifts. You're right. So above is full and below it is sure, full. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's like when stack. you when you get over double digits in car lifts, you need to build either build a bigger building or you need to get rid of some. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. So I start getting rid of stuff. Okay. Uh, A lot of it is I I keep gathering race cars that I've driven in my career. So I have all three of the cup cars I won the championships in. (coughs) Um, I have the Daytona crash car from 2001. Oh, the big crash, Uh, yeah. And I actually have the car from the week before that at the Bud Shootout that Dale Sr. ran second to us in. Yeah, yeah. I beat him two years in a row with that car, and I got that car out of it. Um, I've got the car we won all the road course races in. I've got a bunch of different cup cars. got my first win car. Yeah. Yeah. and I've got my last race car, as well as the three championship that's cars a, too. Yeah, that's a lot of cars. Got my IROC championship car, um, all the cars from the '95 Triple Crown season. I got all the, wow. all of them, but two. Uh, we ran two different pavement cars and two different dirt cars. Halfway through yeah. the season, they built a new pavement car and new right. dirt car to finish the year out. And one of the, one of each of those I didn't get, but I've got uh, the dirt sprint car. I've got both the pavement sprint cars and the Silver Crown car that I won the championship that year. In. Got both of my Chili Bowl winning cars, my Turkey <laughs> Night <laughs> winning car. Um, got the car that I won my first World Outlaw race in. Got the car, the f- first car that Steve Kinzer drove for us when he started oh, driving cool. for TSR. Okay. I got all of Donnie Schatz's uh, Knoxville Nationals cars. Uh, so when
0: does the museum open? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, eventually. Seriously.
1: Yeah. Eventually. You got to get an old uh, Menards Indy car in there.
2: I uh, actually have two of the five Indy cars I ran Indy five hundred and I have uh, the one. The one that I took the lead in in '98, my last full-time season, and the next lap blew the motor. It is sideways on my wall in my uh, basement,
1: cool, yeah, hanging on the wall. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have an "I love me" room at home, or is it just? No,
2: like I actually don't. What the area that is beside where that Indy car is was supposed to be a trophy case. Yeah, and uh, I got into uh, collecting helmets and trading helmets with drivers. Cool. Yeah, and so there's no trophy case or anything like that. I've got. Uh, Winston Cup Trophy, Nextel Cup Trophy down there sitting below the IndyCar, right. and the IRL tro- Championship Trophy, but other than that, not really. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, they're all in storage. You know, <laughs> yeah. if, if we ever get a museum, we'll put it in there, but, I mean, it, a lot of the Xfinity, uh, like the... Uh, bunch of the trophies are in my shop, sitting on a shelf up there, right. which is a, a total disgrace. I'm an idiot. For, <laughs> I'm the idiot for doing that, but um, I needed space. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm glad I got them out of the storage unit that I had them in, because uh, the a uh, drug guy broke into my storage unit and uh, raided it, and then was selling it to people. So, uh, that's so nice. I, the sheriff's department's been gathering pieces of right. stuff back up, and so
1: Good it's, times. it's always that story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you gotta yeah. love it. You're not alone. Yeah. So we do a pass along question from guest to guest, and uh, earlier today we had breakfast with Young Ryan Blaney, and his question for you was, "When are you going to give my dad a World of Outlaws ride?"
2: <laughs> I'm actually currently trying to get his dad to sign up with the Articat All-Star Circuit of Champions yeah. and run full-time with us next year, which I did see Dave uh, the other day. But, um, yeah, Dave was uh, – that's a great question. I don't know. I'm still trying to not get fired from driving my own car right now. <laughs> so there's really not a seat open right now. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it would be a really big deal. I've been trying to get – both Dave and his brother Dale Blaney to, yeah. to come back to the All Stars full time. It'd be awesome for our series
0: to get both of those guys yeah. back and yeah. get them running with
2: us again. Yeah. Cool.
0: So our uh, oh yeah, our uh, next guest is Chocolate Myers, uh, who we're we're heading out to. Uh, anything you'd want to ask him? Oh gosh, it doesn't have to be racing related. It's gonna be anything you want.
1: Mario Andretti <laughs> asked Parker Cligerman if he likes dogs. Mario asked that. Yeah,
0: we think it's because he didn't know who Parker was. Yeah, right. Yeah, obviously. Because <laughs> yeah. that would have been good if he had
2: asked Mario to ask me a question. It would have been funny to hear what you had because <laughs> we had lunch during the month early before the month of May started. Yeah, and oh, cool. Uh, we had a, a plus one we with Marco's wedding and saw him there too. But uh, Mario was a lot of fun. So I bought I bought a a Silver Crown car that AJ Foyt drove yeah. back in. God, I'm embarrassed for not knowing. His, I'm going to say '73, maybe. And um, so they did the big tribute to AJ this year at, yeah. at Indy. And before they got AJ out there, Mario climbed in the, in AJ's Silver Crown car, and I'm like, "Oh my God! If AJ comes out here, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna absolutely lose his <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so Mario's laughing and having a big time, and AJ doesn't know that that I've had dinner with him, and this I'll never
0: tell him because <laughs> AJ will dis- a he'll disown me. Hey, so is that real, by the way? Huh? That, is that real? The whole AJ. Oh yeah. So if,
2: if somebody brings him something that Mario has already signed, he will not sign it. Yeah, that's crazy. Now if they say first. if if they say, "All right, we're getting your signature," and then we're going to get
1: as Mark. long as he's first, yeah. Mario's, yeah, he'll that's sign fine. it first, yeah. but he won't sign it second. So yeah. if
2: we try to get AJ
0: on this podcast, which we don't think we ever will, well, we now can, we won't. We, can, we had Mario. We can never admit that Mario. <laughs> oh, was you can't young. say you had Mario. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay, until yeah. it's over. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. the end of it, we're done getting material, and then he'll still beat
2: both of our asses. <laughs> and There's nothing we can do about
0: it.
4: Yeah.
2: So, my helmet collection, I've got three of AJ's helmets and I've got one of Mario's, and I got them on the same shelf right next <laughs> to each other. Because <laughs> I'm like, there's th- no better place. Right. I, I got Steve Kinzer and Sammy Swindell oh, wow. one shelf apart, but they're r- yeah, Steve's directly. above Sammy because yeah, okay. right. he's taller than Sammy. So, yeah. But they're right next to each other, too. So, I, I had to put the rivals
1: together. Yeah. <laughs> so, tomorrow we're going to meet up with Chocolate Myers. Chocolate. Get oh, my God, one I thing. think of something here for chocolate.
2: Ask him if he's always cried like a baby, or was it just the fact that the first win after Dale Senior passed when Harvick won, he just that was the was that the only time he's cried, or is he always cried like a baby like that? We're hiding behind you on that one. Yep. And and when you tell him, I asked him that, he he will laugh. Okay. Because he he we get because I w- we used to have the show on Sirius, yeah, two yeah. hour show on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. Well, their show was right after ours. Ah. Uh, so okay. there were there were times when we would finish our show and then I would stay on and and. Be in the first segment of their show. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I used to give him
0: <laughs> If you anonymously give us a Robbie Gordon story to call him out on.
2: God, Robbie about crashed, I don't know, about eight of us pulling out at Daytona. There, there's the one clip of Robbie and I going at it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was because he about destroyed us, and it was happy hour. And <laughs> right. he was trying to get in the draft. Well, yeah. the problem was we were all at speed, and he wasn't up to yeah. speed yet. And I pulled out to go around, and he went over to block me and about crashed us all. And I'm like, what the I said you're a fucking idiot. I said you're gonna crash us all right during yeah. happy hour before the Daytona 500. And he spouted off, and I spouted off because we're same mind and all yeah. that. <laughs> and that was didn't get, that didn't go very far, but right. Um, but he, I, I told somebody a long time ago. I, because him and Kenny were about the same time with me, and I was like, man, that's those are the most naturally talented drivers I've ever seen. Yeah, you could get in anything. Kenny, if he'd ever got an Indy car, would have been badass too. Yeah. yeah. I, w- I wish he could have got to
0: do that. How, how much did the Kenny accident affect you?
2: You know, and I'll tell you an eerie story and one of those things that it's just kind of you tell people that and like, they can believe it, but it's like it's just creepy. We uh, we got in the cars for practice in... Uh, At New Hampshire? In New Hampshire that day, and they had ran modifieds before that. Yeah. So we sat there, didn't want to be first down because you know the rubber's different. And we were going to sit for about the first 10 minutes. So I was already in the car, already buckled in, had my helmet on. And they called. The spotter said, hey, there's there's a big wreck in turn three. I said, who is it? They said, it was Irwin," And without even hesitating, I said, is he okay? And, and he, I never asked if anybody was okay. Yeah. You know, just said it was a big wreck. Yeah. And for some reason, I said, is he okay? Something I just... Something it's, didn't feel right. Something didn't. I something inside me did yeah, not feel it was right. Telling there was Kenny. Yeah. yeah. And I said, Is he alright He goes, I don't know. I'll let you know. He goes, I'll let you know when he get him when he gets out. Didn't get. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. What's going on, man? Has he got out yet? Is he moving around? What's What's the deal? he's was like, oh they're cutting the top off and this and that. All right. Well, let me know when you get him on the stretcher. And he waves, you know, to everybody. Yeah. Didn't even see it, you know they had it all blocked off and he's like I don't know man and he goes it doesn't look very good and it freaked me out but we, we won that race rain delay but we, we had dominated the whole day yeah. and rain happened and as soon as it started raining I'm like alright bud thank you <laughs> it's yours it's for you and yeah. that's what I told him when he did the interview I said this is for Kenny I said I said I'm pretty sure he knew we were starting to lose the handle on this thing toward the end here and he just finished it off for us. Yeah. So, so something else that's just as eerie as that, the very first race I ran after Leffler passed was that, that weekend in Wisconsin. Big, awesome battle with, um, oh, God, I can't think of his name, Bill Bailog. And awesome race. Fans went nuts. Pulling the victory lane, got out of the car, did the interview as soon as, as soon as I said the last word in my interview. So it's coming down. Start pouring down, yeah. not just starting down. I and mean, I mentioned Jason in the interview. Yeah, as soon as it was over, it started raining. So it's like, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. into that. How and you it will. and uh, sure, it could be just a coincidence. I'm sure. sure there's no doubt in my mind it could be a coincidence, but yeah, it's just I found it ironic in both of those scenarios yeah. that that
0: happened like that. Yeah. Happier so. subjects, uh, AJ Foyt. We haven't really covered, but I mean, that was growing up. That was your guy. Oh yeah. Is it is it cool that you're as close as you are now? Yeah. I mean, it's,
2: <laughs> he always tells me, he goes, I won four Indy 500s. What have you doing? I said, well, how many, in- I said, how many cup championships do you have? <laughs> and then he goes, and he always has, he always wins on this because he goes just check the record books, big boy. <laughs> like, oh man, it's hard. I, it's hard for me to win after that. Right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. can go toe to toe with him when it's Indy 500s versus cup championships, but it's like, man, when he pulls that line, yeah, I'm yeah. screwed at that moment. Yeah. He knows he always wins. Yeah. But it was, uh, it's been pretty cool to get to know him and, I, I can get away with saying stuff to him that
0: 99% of people, including some of his family, can't even get away with saying right, to him. Right, yeah, right, yeah. And well, you're, I assume. Do you? I mean, everyone equates you to being sort of the yeah, modern, the regime. next do next you, version of him. <laughs> do you equate that? Do you agree with it? I I didn't for a long time, and it's
2: like the longer time has gone on. You know, after running Rolex and yeah, yeah, yeah. and driving all this different stuff, it's like, yeah, I kind of get it. You know, yeah, after yeah. we did the seat swap and ran the F1. Well, car, you did this and, interview, so that's the one difference. Yeah, but, but
1: everybody makes mistakes. That's yeah. where I, that <laughs> might,
2: that, this might this interview might be enough to put me back on top. There I it is, there, there it is, is. Yeah. nicely done. Nice. sell. that might that might put, put it over the edge again. There we go. Even the odds up. You guys
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he's like burning through you. saying like, fired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, uh, you guys drink together? No, I've I've never actually. Well, I know he drinks wine, but I'm I'm not a wine guy, so it's like. Yeah. when They start drinking wine. I'm just like whatever. Yeah. You can find me a nice cold bush beer. I'm. Content and I happy. Like your sponsor company, man. plug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, it's a sponsor plug, but here's a great thing. I mean, I, I single-handedly have caused them to have to hire more people and work extra shifts because I put no it down. I'm consuming their. Well, products, you've had I'm six yes.
1: Bush beers since we've been sitting exactly. here, man. It's impressive how clear you are. <laughs> well, um, you should do it as long as I have.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm a professional. you got to show them you're dedicated yeah. to their product. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you, you have one of the biggest pranksters in the paddock on your team with Kevin Harvick. You yourself? He's not, he's not
2: as big as I am. Oh, okay. Well, much, I was gonna say you much so, much you're supposed to him. be the
1: king. Yeah, I'm much stronger. Uh, all right, than him. let's hear it.
2: I'm much stronger than him. Actually, the better stuff was actually when when I raced IndyCar, uh, Larry Curry, our competition yep. director, and I used to ride everywhere together. So, because uh, that's the only way he knew he could get me the track on time was uh, for me to ride with him. Right. I like it so. His style. Um, so we we were we had actually left. Uh, well, this had, a bunch of stuff had led up to it. I mean, at first the crew guys. Uh, Found the car that we were getting ready to go to the track in for a test, and they would put grease under the door handles. Yeah. They put bread in the tailpipe, <laughs> put chocolate syrup on the windshield wipers. Oh, good. So when you turn yep. the wipers oh. on, he put something on there. Yep. So and then when you did that to, to clear to worse, it off, yeah. Yeah. yep, you know, it was it was big. Yep. So the crew guys were kind of a big deal, and one of them uh, put sardines underneath the seat. Yeah, I I'd left my key, my car. This was my car, not Larry's car. He didn't have to ride with me on this occasion. <laughs> Uh, but I had left my keys in my pants when I changed and made a bad mistake there. So ever since then, I hid my keys. But by the time, you know, you've been that thing's been sitting in there all day yep. and it was under the seat, I couldn't figure out where the smell came from. Right. Because <laughs> they, nice. they, yep. they they poured the juice out on the, oh. on the carpet afterwards. Oh, God. Yeah. So there's yeah, no yeah, yeah. can, there's no Evil. nothing. You can't find where the smell's Evil. coming from. Oh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that one was like just it just the whole three days we were there testing, it was just a wreck. Um one of the crew guys had talked about taking the valve uh, core out of a van tire. Okay. Putting taking the fire extinguishers that just have the water in it and okay. putting water in part of the tire oh, and then there you uh, go. putting the core back in it. Yeah. Filling it back up. yeah. will yeah. say eventually it. the tire is never perfectly balanced. Right. Yeah. So yeah. eventually the water will gravitate to one area and it'll just get there and it'll start dribbling like a basketball just yeah. Go yeah. Bonk, ba-bomk, ba-bomk, we'll right bonk. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't tried that one yet. Used wheel uh, those, are say, those are not
0: billable <laughs> hours. That's a lot of time they're putting in here.
2: Oh, yeah. Trust yeah, me, yeah. there's a lot of thought with these guys that, yeah, that yeah. went on. Uh, we left Loudon Race. Uh, I think it was the year we actually won the race. And uh, I was driving the, the car, and Curry was in the passenger seat, and the crew guys are in the minivan. Well, they, they opened the side door like like they're going to do something or throw something at us, so I just gunsled them mm-hmm. in and mash and the door yeah. and they couldn't shut the door. The <laughs> door would not close it. They they could get it about halfway up the track but it but it would not it would not shut. So right, it just right. was just that was it. It yeah. was just munched. Got him. So guns. that that was the uh that was probably the, some of the most fun we had with those guys yeah. uh, in this deal. But the one that I that I have on my hit list, the one prank <laughs> that I've got to try that a guy told me about is taking like four barbersol cans and you dip it in uh what is it? What's the liquid that freezes?
1: Oh, like liquid nitrogen. Right. Liquid nitrogen. Yeah,
2: put them in liquid nitrogen. He says, and you take them out. You take a can opener and cut the bottom off of it. Right, them right. And put them in somebody's car. And when they, when it warms up, it, it just expands. Goes. That is a great fills idea. Fills the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Slap full. I'm in. So I'm in on I've that. got some. I've got some candidates. Some some guys at the shop that yeah. are yeah. Big gabby guys that I that want to a point to. I don't want to screw their car up too bad. Now when I say that like, I'm going to tape over the stereo and <laughs> I'm gonna tape over the vents so it doesn't go in the vents. But okay. everything else you yeah. know you're speakers a, I'm sure. covering speakers and stuff. You're a thoughtful asshole. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, a,
2: I'm an asshole with a heart. Come on. be there, there it is. So are you the so, boss that yeah. people
0: can fuck with?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Right. yeah. Absolutely. Because I, I, if you're going to dish it out yeah, you got to take it. Take it. I agree. I, I'm the king of taking a tire torch and brake clean and going around the shop. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to be, you got to pick your targets, yeah. and you got to be very efficient and quick about it. Because yeah. as soon as they, s- especially now, if if they, if anybody sees me with a tire torch and a can of brake clean, yeah. everything stops. Yeah, Everybody yeah. will stop. Oh, yeah, They're making sure yeah. you're not getting them. Yeah, Danica, the first day that she came to get fit in the cars, I got on a rampage. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I went through two cans of brake clean in the shop. Right, they, right. Luckily. I, they didn't send me an invoice or anything for it. But yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> I mean, I was—I got the head shot guy. I got crew chiefs. I got engineers. I got machinists. I mean, you name it. I went to every department, and I was crushing it.
1: Yeah, It was <laughs> a big day. Yeah. So big. at the end of the
2: day, Danica <laughs> comes in, and she's doing her first fit in the car. So she that was when she was still in IndyCar mode and putting her helmet on before she got in and all that. So she's got her uniform on, her shoes on. So <laughs> I sat there and... We had one of her suits, and I knew we were getting a bunch of more suits. But I sprayed her leg with the pant leg with brake clean. Yeah. And yeah. Then I got behind her and shot it, and it went right between her legs. But her leg was on fire. She's <laughs> not a mark on it because it's just burning. <laughs> the, it's just burning clean the clean. Just a yeah. little fire. It's just burning Come the on, chemical out <laughs> of <on laughs> it. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, she. That was like welcome to SHR. Right. Because you had Ryan that? Newman and I, and Ryan's pretty good prankster too. Oh yeah. so okay. yeah. Ryan and I were toe to toe in that. and we, we had an agreement that we would not get each other because we knew that it would never stop. Yeah, yeah it, right. it it, it Somebody's going to die eventually. Right. So, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Like exactly. Yeah. You just got to know that when you got two caliber guys like that, that you, it's...
1: It's you and Montoya like at el- again. It's
2: like yeah. Donald Trump and this crazy guy in North Korea. It's right. like these are two guys you just don't want to tr- try yeah. to keep up in the ante on because eventually it's going to get bad. So. Right, yeah. yeah,
1: it's you and Montoya all over again. No,
2: Montoya and I are actually smart enough to know when to <laughs> stop... <laughs> Eventually, Fair These enough. These two idiots, <laughs> and I voted for Trump. I'll be honest. I voted for the guy because I just thought any guy that can be that successful in business can surely get money right in the country. And I'm not so sure anymore. So I don't. I don't know what he what he's going to do here. But but um. Uh, but yeah, these two guys. I mean, to think these guys got red buttons and keys oh that yeah. they can turn and yeah. push buttons and stuff. Starting to make me a little nervous.
1: <laughs> zip zip zipidelli. But as you call him Zippy, he's been your guy for like forever. Is it is the continuation of your career now with the team ownership and then using him kind of like the, hey, we get to still f*** around together? Yeah, but the part is I still feel like I work for him for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) like, it's the wall. Look at the wall. It's my name. Yeah, Yeah, I I know. And
2: he doesn't remind me that, but I have to remind myself that because I think he likes that upper hand feeling still like he's running me. Sure. But uh, I still can't get that through my head that he actually works for me now. I still feel like when I get on the pit box and he looks at me, I'm like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Yeah. man's got a lot of responsibility i think he does a really good job with it and uh, zippy's from day
1: one he was like a big brother to me and we still have that big brother yeah. little brother relationship yeah. Yeah. gene haas i don't know anything about the man other than what you read you know online or seeing what he does um must be a pretty cool guy if you, he's happy to have you come in and run his team because you're known for being like you know the, the cool guy that everybody likes and he's a professional businessman in one sense but also a team owner is he a prankster at all?
2: No. Gene, Gene seems a little weird till you get to know him. Okay. Um, he's one of those guys that's so smart, he's kind of weird. Yeah. But he is brilliant. I mean, he's one of the smartest guys I know, um, and I really like being around him, especially if somebody brings up something. He, he normally will know something about it. Right. I mean, he's just that guy, and that's that's how he started You know, Haas Automation and the mm-hmm. CNC business. I mean, he... He was working for a company and they had a problem with a part breaking and they were having problems getting another part to fix it yeah. and so he ended up finding a way to make the part and uh, so that's how he ended up had, ended up with the CNC industry his him and his sister were roommates in an apartment he built his he was he built his first machine and he was running it 24/7 in their apartment. Sure. Can you imagine having a CNC yeah. machine running in your apartment? <laughs> right. I mean, right. your sister's got to love you to, yeah, to let yeah. you do this. Yeah. With it. But, I mean, can you imagine having a CNC machine in your apartment? Yeah. I mean, I thought having a little mini bar in my apartment was
1: pretty kick ass. Yeah, right, right. And he has a CNC like machine running, running yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And
2: yeah, Just trying to make sure that he's. Machine's durable.
1: Do you do you prank Gene Haas? No.
2: no, no, no. He's, he's still the goose that has the golden egg and okay. the golden yeah, yeah. key and all that. He he still trumps me in the deal. He's the he's still. Uh, I still need him to write the checks sure. to keep the business going at times. Uh, right. So uh, I don't mess with him too much on that. But you know I I I thought he had absolutely lost his mind when he told me he was going F one racing. And I'll right. be honest, I thought it was going to be a one one and done deal. I yeah. thought it was going to be one year and he'd be out of there. And I mean, he's done more as an American-based uh, F1 Definitely. program than anybody yeah. O- yeah. else has ever done. Yeah, it, and I'm pretty proud of him for that. I mean, it, granted, the team—you know—the stuff's all being done overseas, but it, it just the cost of it to do everything out of North Carolina mm-hmm. was going to be so astronomical be that there was there for no sure. way that, yeah. that it could make sense to do it. Yeah, uh, but I, I, it's pretty crazy. I mean. It, He's just, he's one of those guys, he's not scared to try something. Yeah. I mean, I give him credit for that. I mean, hes he he saw it. He, Kurt Bush's car was, you know, Gene. Yeah. And I, that's when I was hurt with uh, my leg in 2013 and uh, came to see me. And when he got done, he's like, hey, I want to talk to you about something. He goes, I want to add a fourth car. And this is a year after we had just added a third car. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, God, these guys are going to kill us yeah. at the shop. But uh, he's like, yeah, I want to, I want to hire Kurt Bush. I'm like, oh my god! I said, do you want to get yelled at all the time? <laughs> I said, there's no doubt in my mind he can drive a race car. I said, but do you, do you want to get yelled at all the time? He goes, I just, I think he, I think he deserves a, a, another chance. I say, well, I, I mean, if you, if that's what you want to do, I'm all in. I'm behind you 100 percent on it. And so we went forward, and yeah. I mean, it's, it's been one of the best things to happen to Kurt in the
1: last 10 years. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you got to win the 500 with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: which is, it's awesome. I mean, and that's something that I, our organization's done. It's not that I've done, but I, I'm really proud that we've been able to, as a group, uh, deliver him two championships and and win yeah. all the crown jewel events in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this was, you know, when he when the year before I was there, he had one car in the top 35 in points and one car just outside. He was, they were 34th and 36th in points, right? And, and we've turned that around in you know, I guess we're on year nine now, but yeah. you know, in seven years there we we produced two championships and in eight years won all the or nine nine years won all the crown jewels. Yeah. Though. So that's that's something that's pretty cool and uh, you know, Gene puts a lot of money into it and doesn't ask for much in return. Yeah. I mean he he wants results but he you know, he doesn't demand anything. I mean he's he's a pleasure to be around and it's just nice to be able to to finally get this guy some some decent results. Yeah, now. that's cool, man.
0: All right. Well, let, we'll welcome let you on. go. Uh, it, it's. I mean, uh, obviously, you needed this podcast to be <laughs> to be <laughs> popular. So I I, um, I told
2: Penelope I didn't think I was going to be complete as a race car driver until I did this. So. I and mean, I understand. Oh. That. Yeah. So what's what's You're the welcome. legacy? Is there a legacy you wanted to leave behind here? Listen, I'm just happy to be here, man. Yeah, that is man. my legacy. Yeah. From day one, I, that's what I've told people. I I told everybody. I said if I got to the point where i could drive sprint cars when i was coming up through i said if i ever made it to sprint cars i was gonna be ecstatic and feel like a badass yeah and now we're 16 years into owning a sprint car team we've won i think i've won 11 knoxville nationals now (laughs) as a car owner yeah and i don't know how many championships i've won more championships as car owner than i did as a driver. That's cool, which most people don't realize. Because, yeah. and a lot of it was the USAC stuff. Because we we were running midget, sprint, silver crown cars, every year for a lot of years. Right. So, but we won like 22 champion. Well, <laughs> it's even more than that, if you add the TQ championships, the the car that I own that my buddy drives, they won they Him and a girl ran first and second the points, for the second year in a row now. Yeah. But he's I don't know how many championships he's won. We've won over 22 championships. Mm-hmm. That was an organization. Yeah. Probably closer to 30 with the TQ stuff in there. So. That's insane. Well, nice just job fun. on the career. Nice job, yeah, right. well, <laughs> yeah. No, trust me, the, 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 the whole thing. All right. the whole thing was none, none of any of this stuff we talked about today. I mean, RC cars, Eldora, owning a cup team, uh, World of Outlaw teams. None of this stuff was ever a ma- part of a master plan, right? I mean, it just everything that happened was a circumstance that, and an opportunity that came up. I mean, at first, it was, uh, you know. Getting to drive, you know, driving for Mark Dismore with go-karts and yeah, then right. a car that he owned and the guy getting hurt. That was an opportunity that came. And But all the business stuff that, we, that we've that we done since then, it's been insane. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of, like I said, Ricky Stenhouse almost single-handedly put me out of business. <laughs> <laughs> he crashed every car we had and it crashed two cars that we didn't even have done yet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he crashed everything. But, man, he, he was either leading by a half a lap or he was coming in on a hook. Right. I was like, dude, and we finally had, it was the same thing that that happened with Sherry and, and him at Roush. I got a call, he, he crashed the night before, destroyed a car, a brand new car, destroyed it the next night. And I had a call, crew chief called me just matter in hell. He goes, this is the last car, we don't have another car. And he goes, I can't even build one in time. I can't even get another one built in the next week. So I called Ricky, I said, Ricky, I said, yeah. He goes, man, I'm sorry about last night. I said, Well, I heard you release fast. It's like, yeah. He goes, we were, we were going good. I said, yeah. I said, when you get a half lap lead, you probably need to back it down just a little bit. <laughs> I said, but here's even a bigger issue than that. I said, you know, if you crash this car tonight, we don't have another car. I said, if you crash tonight, we're going to miss a race and maybe two races next week. So if you don't win tonight, it's okay. If you have to run second or third, it's okay. You have to finish the race with this car tonight. So Sherry calls me. This years later. Yeah. Sherry calls me and goes Jack said that if he crashes this was going into Talladega. He said Jack said if he doesn't finish Talladega, he's out. He's fired. So I gotta call Ricky. Sherry calls me and tells me this. So I call Ricky like, Ricky. So this weekend is a deal where you know a lot of stupid going to happen because you got a lot of idiot drivers in the Yeah, yeah. I said the most important thing right now is if you don't finish the race Sunday Jack's firing you so I need you to start thinking about not winning the race but just run decent and don't get yourself in any trouble stay on trouble so he got caught up in somebody's wreck in that deal and I sat on the pit box the whole race. Got, gets in the wreck. Then I go down there and I'm underneath working on it, trying to, because I'm like, if we don't get this f-ing kid back out there, and he doesn't go drive underneath a checkered flag, he's out of a job. And I sure as hell not not adopting him again. Yeah, right, right. yeah. Right. I'm, I'm just now getting to where numbers aren't red; they're black again. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> so get him fixed up and get him going again. And Kid goes out there and wins a damn championship. I told him that. I told him, you know, we that race in 2011 had two rain delays, so. By the time they do the photos with us, it's like 4.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, and they got uh, Austin Dillon was the truck champion, and Ricky, and then myself. And they got us out there, and I put my arm around Ricky. I was like, man, I'm glad all that money I wasted on you didn't totally go to waste. At least it produced something out (laughs) of this deal. So If, I, if you'd have put me under and I was out of business and you didn't win a championship, I'd have felt like a failure. <laughs> <laughs> Austin's looking at me like, what the hell what, is this guy talking about? Of, what kind of Drew, He's got his head down just laughing, but he can't even look me in the eyes when I'm telling him this.
4: Right. Just, he's just destroyed. Right, it
0: destroyed him. Well, we believe in you that one day you'll make it. Yeah, you just keep, keep it I up. Keep yeah. digging. Yeah. I
2: mean, I'm, I, I've joked around with Johnny Gibson, the announcer for the World Outlaws. I said, I'm going to be the oldest rookie of the year in the World Outlaw series one day. Absolutely. <laughs> so I saw him... You know, we raced at Lakeside, which is five miles from the Kansas track. Yeah. And he goes, hey, he goes. So is next year, the year. I said, for what? He goes, rookie of the year. I said, uh, I don't know, because this was all before I bought a series. And, yeah. But <laughs> I said one year I'd like one year I want to run the whole circuit and just to say I did it and yeah. see how asinine it really is. Right. Because <laughs> I know our guys are ready to slice each other's throats three times yeah, a year. Yeah, like yeah that much time It's all because yeah. they're stuck on the road with yeah, each yeah. other. So if I, I can don't don't go out there and I don't mix know what that's up, like yeah, I know at, at all. I mean, they're gone, they go to California for seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. They're gone from their families for seven straight weeks. Yeah. And racing a lot and fixing things a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, you go out there and the racetracks are—they overwater them. They're weight, they're heavy. Nobody can pass. They're greasy. It's a shit show, and they—they they hate it. They hate going out there.
1: And the people there are terrible.
2: Trust me, I know. (laughs) it's funny you stay south of the border they're really nice the parents and the potential brother-in-law he's nice as can be yeah but him and i we we struck it off right away and man him and i she'll be on the phone with him we'll be laying in bed at night she'll be talking to him because obviously three hours behind and uh she'll be on the phone with talking to him and i'll have to get my phone and i'll be playing video games so i'll just click over get contacts get his name dial dial him up yeah he's like I gotta go she's like okay bye <laughs> she hangs up he goes hello I'm like LJ what are you doing <laughs> she's like, I hate you guys <laughs> <laughs> uh, she hated it for so long because she her parents pranked me the first time I met them oh my god most miserable night of my life. I was, ready, <laughs> I was ready to
0: break up with her. Was it nitrous oxide in the shaving cream?
2: No, we we show up, and her, her father's got Parkinson's okay. now. And this is, it was fairly new when I first met him. And um, so we go to dinner, and her brothers went to Phoenix to the race with us, and we went from Phoenix out there to California. Sure. So he's got a doctor's appointment, so they're up in from Ensenada up there. And... Uh, so they they get there and they're like listen you need to you probably need to drink a couple beers before my parents get here. I'm like what the hell's going to happen here? I'm like if fucking lowriders start circling the restaurant, man, I'm, <laughs> <fuckin'> <laughs> <dumbing> I'm out, <laughs> out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah. She she goes, "Don't worry, you'll never see him." She'll ne- Oh, you'll never, uh, know. never uh, see uh, the cars. Yeah. We go. You'll never know him. Yeah, yeah, it's too late. So uh, so they come in and we get up and we help walk him over to the table and all that. And Penelope's sitting here, I'm sitting here. Her brother LJ's on the end of the table here. My pilot's where you are. Okay. Her father's right there, and her mom's at the head of the table over here. So, <clears throat> you know, he's talking, because she had already moved back to Indiana with me and living there in North Carolina, blah, blah, blah. I just want you guys to know I don't approve of this, <laughs> you know, of you guys living together. Right. Oh, my God. I'm, I mean, I'm under the gun here. i got to come up with something. I can't yeah, just yeah. not say anything and sit there, you know. And It's not like, like high school. Always. And you're in your 40s, and you're financially fine.
1: <laughs> right. What are you going to do yeah, like, But it's like, yeah, I yeah, do know it. if this is you Mexican know culture like. and this yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you
2: don't move in together unless you're married or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, I said, I, I can appreciate and understand that. I said, I, it's just really hard for us to spend time together with, you know, me being on the East Coast, essentially, and her being on the West Coast. I said, it's almost impossible for us to spend time together if we don't and that kind of got dropped for a little bit and then they're like drink your beer drink your beer I'm like what the f-? I don't look like a <laughs> fucking alcoholic my parents you know <laughs> drink another beer so her dad looks at her mom goes ask him the question I'm like oh, oh. Yeah, here it comes <laughs> I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and the, when the first the first question that her dad said she didn't say a word and I'm like you know what the f*** she's got me on on a limb here by myself right here. back me up and yeah, I'm sitting there yeah. going, "Oh my God, is she scared of him?" And, you know, is she not allowed to say anything? You know, I, I culture deal—I don't right. know. Yeah, yeah. So her mom looks at me and she goes, "So what are your intentions with our daughter?" <laughs> Here we go. I'm like, I'm like, holy! F-. I mean, I'm—I can't get any further in the corner than I already am now. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. I'm standing on wet paint. You know, painting myself there. And uh, I said, "Well, you know," I said, we, "Now that she's moved back there, I said we were, we obviously get to spend a lot more time together and." Still getting to know each other, but I, you know, we really, I really enjoy being around her. You're, I really care dance. a lot about yeah, her. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Right. All <sighs> oh, well, right. I got through the, past that deal, man. I'm like, holy. <laughs> I left. I'm like, what the? <laughs> f-? And, her, and during this, her <laughs> Penny's over here like this. Yeah. Now, what I'm thinking, what I think is going on is Penny's like embarrassed. Yeah. But no, she can't say a word. And that's what she told me originally. <laughs> she's got, she's like this in the chair because she's trying to not. F- Loud. <laughs> <Fucking asshole>. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, eventually, f- they, they finally, mu- I mean, this is like earlier this year, finally let me off the hook. Oh, wait, wait, uh, wait. For wait. a year. They this kept it going I'm, for that long? Oh, for a year. Oh, oh so so fuck did, yeah. That whole
1: night was ruined. Oh, I was killed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was destroyed. I'm like, I,
2: when, when her mother said, what are your intentions? I was in my mind, I, and thank God I'm, I can think and not talk at the same time. You're right. <laughs> My, my thought was, my intention is to get up from this table, go out to the car, <laughs> take her luggage out, put it on the sidewalk, <laughs> and I'm driving back to the f-ing airport, and I'm gone. Right, and right. Never going to be seen again. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, wow, they really held that prank for a while. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They asshole. win. Yeah, that's he's absolutely. an asshole. Yeah, he won. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So,
2: so now we go to we go down to Mexico, and he's trying to teach me to say stuff. Well, what he'll try to say They're is, hello, how are you, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the last one he tried to teach me. So I don't even, anything he tries to tell me to teach me to say, I don't say it. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so i i sit there and i i, I always look really? at her mom i'm like so what is he trying to tell me te- right. teach me to say yeah and she'll come clean with me she likes me they yeah. both like me so <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i'm like man because i told him when we went down there earlier this year at the beginning of the year i said if i if i'm not home on monday if you call me and i'm not home on monday i said you send somebody right. Here's, to Tinsanada. Here is I'm me. right here. This is where I'm. This is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. This is where I'm going. i yeah. seeing the movies. Yeah, yeah. Right. If I'm not, you come down there and yeah. pass flyers out with my picture on it. Right. Find me. Go to the American <laughs> Embassy and all that. <laughs>
1: yeah. So. <laughs> Dating with Tony all Stewart. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, we if, need to let you leave. Yeah, if you're If
0: you're looking for something to do, do you want to uh, do You want to drive for us, season four?
2: Yeah, I can drive. Okay. All right. I mean, yeah, we need I got to a lot drive. of spare time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Done. Well, I mean, Dario's
2: got your job Listen, right now. Yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, well, he's not gonna hurt it. He's not gonna drive fast enough to hurt it. <laughs> it, messes, <laughs> yeah. it messes his hair up. He's got Fair pretty enough. hair. He he does. Kind of he's ma- gorgeous. Doesn't
1: use product. We found out. Yeah. All natural. No, I, that's the part that sucks. I mean, yeah.
2: Even on my best hair day, I gotta put something in it. <laughs> <laughs> on my best hair day, and I got nothing for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's beautiful. He, he's, he's got us. He's got us. He's got us covered in that category. But yeah, he won't hurt it. He's not going to hurt the car. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When I get in there, we've got to make sure next season and the the days that I'm going to be driving on this trip that we got plenty of spare tires because I hit curbs, I jump over roundabouts. I think we'll be. Yeah, Continental's going
1: to take care of us. We'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, I
2: I, I do silly stuff in it. So (laughs) cool. But we're going to make good time.
1: Oh yeah, no question. That's that's yeah. yeah, No concerns
0: there. Right. But in the meantime, Continental's got the check. (laughs) Meow. Sherry, thanks for making
4: that happen. When you're down, you stay down. You give it all away there is no mirror that could ever shield you from your pain one step up three steps down and somehow you think you are I would give anything more to see you play the cards you hold and maybe if it were easier easier now well maybe this Since your life ain't pleasing you Pleasing you now. you give it up and No come and go It takes time For the light To shield way To the dark Cover yourself in diamonds for you and I still share the mark Forty days in a dream That won't get you through the night I hope for you that someday soon It all turns out alright And maybe if it were easier, easier Well maybe then you might know But since your life ain't pleasing you, pleasing you You give it up and you come and go And maybe you should play the cards you hold Play the cards you hold